This podcast is proudly part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more Kaiju and Tokusatsu goodness, go to kaijuramenmedia.com. Standing by. Complete. Greetings, heroes of the internet. I'm Travis. And I'm Nathan. And we are The Henshin Men, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high-flying and high-kicking adventures. In this installment, we will be discussing Kamen Rider episodes 46 and 47. Showdown! Snowy Mountain Monster Bear Conger! Taiketsu! Yukiyama Kaijin Bear Conga! Team Rider takes a vacation to a ski resort. While there, they meet a scientist being forced to make energy bombs for Shocker to melt mountaintop snow and cause flooding. With Hayato injured, will he be able to foil this plan and defeat their latest Kaijin, Bear Conger? So, Nathan. The last time that we had a ski resort in this show, <laughs> it ended in a volcano and a bunch of white people dying. <laughs> this time, it's a bunch of Japanese people on vacation because Team Ryder is taking another vacation. They have they take a lot of vacations. I'm just saying. Yep, we're back <laughs> to the trope of them always going on vacation. They're like the Scooby Gang. They go, they travel around <laughs> just solving mysteries and saving the world. Yeah, it's also kind of funny it, that this dawned on me. We have this skiing-centric episode that we're starting with here, and the Olympics are going on right now. <laughs> the Winter yeah. Olympics. So, a little fresh in my mind. But also, I would just like to point out that this week's episode of Henshin is brought to you by snow. Lots and lots of snow. So we have left mind control and child soldiers behind, and, this, and now we have lots of ice and snow. Get so, used to that. I want to point out something, though, here. This this episode opens with Hayato and Taki enjoying themselves skiing, but the rider girls are struggling to stay upright on the ski on their skis because they <laughs> they can't seem to they're, they're not used to skiing. But yet when the two newer rider girls first showed up, they were at a ski lodge. <laughs> In the episode. Memory hole. The show <laughs> has a memory hole. We need to find the Common Rider 1971 memory hole. Do you realize what a treasure trove of things we are going to find in it? Taki's wife has We're been trapped there this whole time. <laughs> yeah, Taki's wife, a couple of the writer girls, <laughs> important plot points, <laughs> skill sets. Yeah, yeah. Just such a. Oh, you uh, forgot to mention. You forgot to mention something very important about the skiing scene, though. The hillbilly music. <laughs> the hillbilly. It's the first time it was what music was playing at the at the lodge. It was um, 
Oh, it was something weird. I forget what it was. That was something playing in that in the first episode that that we yeah. saw these writer girls at. And I now, can't remember now. I'd have to go. I'd have to go reference the notes. <laughs> and now again, we're here with hillbilly m- music, and it's like, wh- what? <laughs> what is it with like ski lodges in Japan? Do they they just play weird music? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't diegetic. It was actually just part of the score. It's, it's you know, Taki and Hayato going skiing. It's like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what was the composer smoking? This is the 70s. Could have been a lot of things, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's funny that you bring up the writer girls struggling with skiing because then Goro was all like, oh, you girls, you can't uh, ski. Let me show you how to do it. And then he loses his ski and I'm like, serves you right, Goro. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And then and then he goes after his ski as they're looking around for the for his lost ski. They run into Bear Grylls, Survivor Man. <laughs> I I called him a lost member of the Mongol horde. <laughs> just, this guy just wearing this old man wearing just furs and like wild animal furs all over him, just walking up the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which is a little bit another little theme that we have in this episode <laughs> for these two episodes, I should say. Because we get that, we get something like that again in the next one. Yep. <laughs> Angry old men. Oh. <laughs> Angry old men. <laughs> but this angry old man is actually Berkonga. Okay. We need to park here about Berkonga. Berkonga is simultaneously cool. No pun intended, so I'm not hitting the button. And incredibly strange. He does. This design is this one. This design is one of the weirdest ones we've seen on the show. He does not look like a bear at all. <laughs> he doesn't. He also has a visor for eyes. He has ski goggles built into his into his face. <laughs> <laughs> Was that by design? Where like the sh- where the shocker guys just all hanging around? You're like, hey, you know what would be a great idea? What if we embedded ski goggles into the bear's face? <laughs> He's uh, colder than the average bear. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Although he's got some cool things like he's got like Wolverine claws and yeah, (laughs) at least on one hand (laughs) when he uh, he even goes straight for the face with one of them and (laughs) that's okay. Oh no. Oh no. Mandible claw. (laughs) (laughs) That almost made it into my what the henchin, but then there was something else that comes up later on that made it into my what the henchin. But they bring in a guy to test out his, like, how ferocious he is and to show how deadly he is to this scientist that, that <laughs> you know, they've kidnapped and, and convinced to to uh, work for Shocker. And so to convince this guy that we mean business, they bring some random dude in. Don't know who he is. He might be a skier or he might just be a, a Shocker goon. <laughs> we don't know. With no mask. <laughs> With no mask. And... 
and Bear Conger just goes right into his face with his claws. And it is just like, whoa, that's intense. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently Shocker doesn't need an excuse for murder. That's just... Right. <laughs> They're very murder happy. <laughs> and, and and I like to point out, I mean, we've we've talked about this in the past when we especially when we first started uh reviewing Common Writer, but there's a big disconnect for what Japanese television companies will allow kids to watch versus what uh, American like programming for children will allow. And blood on television is not usually something that is allowed for children you're not allowed to show bleeding uh on screen for things that are aimed at children not so for japanese audiences we've definitely talked about blood (laughs) being shown on screen but just the fact that when he claws this guy's face and his face is bleeding from being clawed by this bear monster it's like yeah that would not fly on an american kids show oh (laughs) Oh, I mean, you think this is intense? Try watching some '60s and '70s Ultraman. Oh, oh yeah, Lord. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> Decapitations and dismemberments, and even the occasional kind of, uh, you know, like gushers of guts. And I mean, there's even a there's even an episode of Ultra Seven where he literally cuts the car- I think it's supposed to be the carotid artery on the monster, and it just sprays blood everywhere. Now it's green instead of red, but I'm just like, good grief. Yeah. Well, I mean, Gamera was like For the kids. Gamera would always spray blood in all of his movies. But but it was always it was always colored a different color. Whereas like but this is like actual because it's a human. It's a person. And and there's there's a scene and when when uh, Bear Conger is fighting Hayato and he like grabs hold to Hayato's arm and and starts grabbing and digging his claws into Hayato's arm and Hayato's arm is bleeding. And it's like, yeah, especially the hero to show the hero bleeding on screen. That just wouldn't fly in uh, in a Japan uh, in an American uh, kids show. Yeah. But this begs. A very interesting question that this episode toys with for about three seconds. Apparently, Hayato has to pose in order to transform. That's not just for show. He apparently has to do it because his arm is so injured that he almost can't do the pose to Henshin. He can't do the rider dab. Yeah. So this begs the question, why isn't Shocker trying to take out his arm a little bit more often? You, like, break his arm or you injure that arm. He can't transform. And if he can't transform, (laughs) he's a mere mortal. You could just kill him easy. I don't know. I like. I appreciated that they played with it for about three seconds, but I wish it had been. They had done it a little bit more. But apparently, the pose is necessary. Right. It is. It is. In fact, actually, I think because you know how um, in a lot of these tokusatsu shows, they put out like these um, art books that have like the show the internal structure of some of the the uh, heroes and the monsters and stuff. Yes. I, I think. In mm-hmm. one of them, somebody shared a a, um, a scan from one of those books from the seventies of the original, you know, common writer, you know, from this original series. And there's like 
in part of the internal structure is there's a switch on his arm that he has to move <laughs> his arm to to flip to be able to transform. Oh crap! They did no prize it. I retract my statement. They no prized <laughs> it. I I was surprised too, but somebody shared that scan on Twitter, and I was like, oh, there's actually a switch in his arm. But but now this also brings up another question. Hayato is a cyborg, but uh-huh. yet his arm is bleeding. It can still have biological components. Yeah, I mean, I have the, I have my. Well, I mean, this isn't the definition Hayato, of but... cyborg is to have biological components. Yeah, but but I thought most of his body was cyberized because, like, I have the 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 figure in, sitting in front of me that is the the common uh, rider that's like cut away with the internal components, and uh-huh. his arm is completely mechanized. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I can't no prize that for you. But to be fair, this I is know. not this is not canon. So this is just a, a, a oh art, okay. A, yeah. This is a, an artistic okay. representation. Artistic representation. Okay, we get it. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know what's one thing that does need a no prize very desperately? Shocker's plan. I'm a little confused by this plan. They're going to set off some bombs, some thermo bombs that will uh, melt all of the ice on all of these mountains, which would cause uh, the the valleys and the cities around the mountains to flood. Okay, I understand the what, but what about the why? What are you going to do? To take over the world. Is it just to cause destruction or or do they want to like ransom people or something? Well, okay. To be fair. It feels very short-sighted. Plus, if it's energy bombs, I would think that the energy bombs have other applications besides melting snow caps. To be fair, Shocker's plans in the past have been to set off nuclear bombs (laughs) on a fault line. Like they're not. Yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) How is that any different than this? <laughs> because it's a little bit, I mean, it, it's a little bit limiting. Also, I would think the energy, like I said, the energy bombs could be used for other things. Just like you can nuke other things, but at least the nuking of the fault line makes some sense. I don't know. It's I just, just wrote down and I was like, so wh- what's the point? It's to Apparently, that's the- all it is. Yeah. Yeah, they want to <laughs> I don't know how that inches them closer to world domination, but sure. Cause well, mountainside flooding. It's easy. <laughs> what are you going to do? Bomb the polar ice caps? That'd be brilliant. Like, this, like, this is just a test. We're going to drop it on the polar ice caps next week. So. <laughs> I mean, what was the plan when they activated that volcano in the Swiss Alps? Also true. <laughs> All right. Okay. Never mind. This is very consistent for Shocker. <laughs> this is this is consistent with Shocker. This is not. Yeah. This is not outside the realm of what Shocker has planned in the yeah, past. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it, this is something kind of going back to the whole ski resort thing. Do you feel like that this might have just might have been inspired by In Her Majesty's Secret Service? I was thinking that as I was watching this, I was I meant to look that up. How? close was that movie coming out to win this 1969 okay so so it had been out for a while then and that movie was that was the first bond film to really do the whole skiing right the set piece 
and it got copied a lot in yeah. other Bond movies even. Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah, and and that's why I, that was the first thing that came to my mind when I was watching this. I'm like, I wonder if this is a, in response to On Her Majesty's Secret Service, because it feels like this, it, especially when, when uh, later on in the episode, when Kamen Rider is riding the snowmobile and he's chasing after the... the <laughs> Ride the, the snowmobile! <laughs> <laughs> and he's chasing after common the, snowmobiler uh s- snow cyclone snow cyclone because cyclone no. is his normal he's a different kind of con- yeah he's a different kind of common rider in this one yeah well he still rides <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i mean but if why, yeah. that's a toy waiting to happen isn't it snow cyclone the motorcycle turns into a uh, it turns into a snowmobile I just wish he had like specialized snow gear like uh Batman does. <laughs> snow hedging. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Might have come in handy at this point. I also have a note here that uh when they're when they're trying to find Shocker's secret lair, uh of course, the way they find it. <laughs> Is because the door is labeled with the Shocker logo. (laughs) It's branded. And I think they changed the logo. Yeah. It's It's trying to throw everybody off by changing the logo. uh, It it was just like, uh, okay, okay. This is just getting ridiculous. Shocker. uh, Although I think I know why they changed their logo. It's because someone other than the Kamen Rider is chasing them. The comedian. The comedian. The button oh oh yeah because <laughs> yes because a because a plot point in this episode is the fact that the kid who's the son of the scientist who they who shocker is is kidnapped and forced to work for them has left behind his little green smiley face button <laughs> <laughs> And the comedian is a character from Watchmen. And let me tell you, if the comedian is chasing after you, you're screwed. Don't worry about Kamen Rider anymore. You're screwed if the comedian is coming after you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Read Watchmen, people. (laughs) (laughs) I like that in this episode, uh, Kamen Rider actually gets to use his super hearing to find the bombs. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the bombs. <laughs> I love how at the end, a, a, a comrade is like, oh, I just got roped. Here, Taki, have the bomb. You take care of it. Yeah, yeah. Taki, put that FBI Here, Taki, training have to the use. Bomb. <laughs> hot potato, hot potato. <laughs> He's an FBI agent. He should know how to defuse a bomb. <laughs> an energy bomb that just got invented. Right, exactly. I mean, he did. Exactly. He did do it. He did defuse it. Oh, well, so. yeah. Because <laughs> we ha- he has to. <laughs> and also, I just want to point out, when we get to that point in the fight, Bear Conger goes, he pulls out the obvious move that you have to do. The bear hug. I mean, <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> he goes over to Kamen Rider and he just, he hugs him. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna bear hug it out there. It's just... <laughs> I like Bear Conger's move of tying all of his hostages 
to the back of his snowmobile and then just driving them around, dragging them through the snow. Them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's very old school. Yeah. Yeah. Drag them behind the horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. but it wasn't like yeah. common. Well, he did it to common rider too, but he did it to like the regular human characters. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, what an episode. <laughs> it's yeah. a, it, it's goofy, but it's a nice change of pace after like eight or ten episodes of mind control and child soldiers. <laughs> no mind control. No <laughs> mind control. Godzilla. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was so great to have an episode that did not involve mind control at all and only had one well, besides besides Goro, only had one child and he was not a child of the shock corn <laughs> we're gonna have so many funny little bits of henchman terminology yeah children of the shock it's corn gonna make and... it impossible for people to start on like episode 30 and uh <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna understand any of the terminology yeah i don't know why you would start listening to a tv podcast when they're halfway through the show but okay <laughs> true true uh yeah this has been a wild ride through common rider and we still got a lot more to do oh don't remind me <laughs> <laughs> you've been enjoying it shut up i have i have but it's just one of those things it's like oh man it's just it, it just keeps going I just, yeah just and, and going. to be fair to be fair we did do we are doing two seasons in one because you uh -huh. know the, this first mm -hmm. common rider series basically combined two seasons into one show and so that's why it was mm -hmm. so long because normally normally the common rider and to, and really all the tokusatsu hero shows are uh, at most like 52 episodes but this one was 98 that's because they combined seasons one and two together and I think we can now move on to the next episode. So, transition. The Deadly Ice Devil, Siolior, Shio Yobu Kori Majin Todogira. Shakar unleashes a kaijin whose icy breath freezes people instantly. Hayato meets a boy whose father supposedly died at sea, only to learn the father was one of the kaijin's frozen victims. Can Kamen Rider stop Shakar's nefarious Operation Ice? Nathan, once again, we have multiple names for the monster of the week and some are easier to say than others if you heard the if you ever heard the uncut version of this recording you know how much of a struggle it is <laughs> you and i spent a good two minutes debating how to say the translation of this kaijin's name it's one of those rare times where the japanese name is easier the japanese name is easier to say than the english translation because i have no idea what in the world they were thinking when they translated this name into english because this is just such a weird weird yeah like way yeah. of spelling and this you'll notice you'll notice when i wrote this plot synopsis i intentionally avoided using the thing's name because i've just said i'm not saying that again <laughs> 
<laughs> now I do want to if if you will if you will, will allow me I have some interesting uh, little tidbits to share about this monster's name. Ooh, much like What's how that? I did for the last episode with uh, with for Slugzilla, yes, for Slugzilla. So there's an interesting thing about this. The the again the way that Japanese the language is there's a lot of portmanteaus in the you know in their names and they use a lot of portmanteaus when naming these monsters. So this one is Todo Gila or Todo Gila, uh, which is you know a portmanteau of Todo and Killer. So it's Todo Killer, but Todo is not translated as just seal or sea lion in Japanese. Um, the the word for seal or sea lion in Japanese is uh, ashika. Uh, okay. But, uh, and, and again, we're both white guys who are trying to speak Japanese, so we're going to mispronounce this word. So I'm probably mispronouncing it, but ashika is the is the word that I that I know of and that I I looked up to make sure I was right for seal. So I was looking up what is todo. If todo isn't translated as seal, then what is todo? Well, it actually is sea lion. Hello, Daisy. Thank you for jumping up right on the desk in front of me. Uh, hello, Daisy. I'm sure you can't hear me, but hello. She's just looking. I'm at sure, me. you are fluffy and nice. And fun, but this is not the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, for according to my research, the word in Japanese "todo" actually refers specifically to the Stellar's sea lion. It's that specific oh. species of sea lion. Uh, that's huh. that, that is what "todo" means. Uh, uh, do do in in uh in Japanese without any kind of accents or anything because there there's there's other words that are very similar to it but but in this in the context of this uh I'm guessing that it's the version that does translate into stellar sea lion. Mm. Mm -hmm. There is a Japanese sea lion that existed but mm. that was actually hunted. Uh it lived around uh, Japan, the, the the Japanese archipelago, and was hunted to extinction. Now, this is this is different than the stellar sea lion. The stellar sea lion still exists and is still alive, but the Japanese sea lion that was actually in the Sea of Japan and right there uh, in between uh, Japan and Korea, it was actually hunted to extinction up until the 1940s. And the oh, the last confirmed sighting for a Japanese sea lion was in 1974, which was two years after this episode came out. Oh, my. Oh, my. Hmm. So kind of just a little interesting. That's a side note. But yeah, I was I was uh, doing some research trying to understand what the the name of this monster meant and, and how it translated and kind of fell down a rabbit hole or a seal hole i guess uh <laughs> trying to understand uh yeah the the bunnies were last week yeah no no the bunnies weren't just this... last week well we're gonna get to the bunnies that, that happened this week cyber rabbit the, the cyber rabbit hole yeah you, gee whiz 
you're pulling a me on this <laughs> dang <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I do like to do a little bit of research just to make sure that i'm understanding how name the names of the monsters are you and someone sometimes they're pretty easy to to follow along um but just mm-hmm. trying to understand how they're translated and why they're you know translated mm-hmm. the way they are uh and for this mm-hmm. one i had to do some research because like i said the word for seal is not Toto. It's Ashika. And so I was trying to understand, well, why is it called Toto Gira instead of Ashika Gira? Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's why, because it's it's specifically the stellar sea lion. Mm. Very interesting. And I have to say, this Kaijin, we've had a good run of Kaijin of the week the last few episodes. Because this is a pretty good one. It looks almost like a Star Wars alien. Like, almost like a Twi'lek to me. It does. A Twi'lek, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's a weird one, and, but it's a nice one. And some of their design choices with it will be in the awards this week. Mm. So I'll leave it at that. But so we go from Operation Snow to Operation Ice. This is why I joked at the beginning. This this week's episode of Henshin Men is brought to you by Snow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so okay, you were talking about Shocker's plan in the last one, how it didn't make sense. This one, to me, makes even less sense. They're, they're <laughs> yeah. causing icebergs to form in the water so that they can shipwreck these uh, fishing boats so that they can capture the crew and turn them into cyborgs seems like a very roundabout way to just capture people. <laughs> it does, but I guess they're also thinking, Hey, we can make artificial, uh, artificial icebergs. That's a good idea, right? Look what they did to the Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. There's a, there's a line in here that the boy says that, uh, that uh, the fishermen said that no one can survive a, a, uh, a shipwreck with an iceberg. It's like, mm, I wouldn't say no one. <laughs> there was about there was a, you know, like what twelve hundred from yeah. So there was a handful from the Titanic yeah. who made it, but they had lifeboats. Not, not and then there was poor Jack. Not right? everyone. <laughs> yeah, like Jack. Right. Although his was more because <laughs> I'll never let go. I'll never let go. His was just out of stupidity because they could both fit on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> well although it's kind of funny we've gone from uh, our plot of the week is to melt the ice to it's to make the ice yeah well the last one didn't work so <laughs> let's go the opposite direction now now what would have been uh, it would have been absolutely cruel and genius is if they combined them yeah <laughs> So we'll we'll set off the energy bombs to melt the uh, the snow caps on the mountains, flood everything, and then we'll dry, and then we'll freeze it with our with our with this kaijin and our doohickeys with the iceberg maker. Ooh. <laughs> so they're like, oh, I'm I could swim. I survived the flood. Freeze. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I like that in in this episode, uh, Dr. Shinigami actually says, then we will turn Tokyo into a city of ice. Oh, no. (laughs) So there you go. But you know, another continuing theme in this week's episodes, 
<laughs> I, <laughs> random old men, random cranky old men, or as, as I put it in my notes, ah, a hobo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but okay, so the last guy at least made some sense because he was just uh bear grills uh in disguise. Um but uh but this guy, he's just cranky. Like there's no excuse for it. <laughs> and he's a hobo. Like I don't know what other explanation there is for him other than he's a hobo because it's the writer girls and Goro and they are teasing him so hard. And they're playing like dodgeball or something and he uh, the ball or soccer i guess i'm not sure but they kicked the ball and it went over into the woods and then this random hobo just pops up he's like what are you doing this is my woods i'm gonna take your ball and throw it farther into the woods because get off my lawn get out of my woods he just throws it into farther into the woods and then he gets his comeuppance because he's victim number one for Todogiras. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just pops up and he's like, ha ha, freeze. And yeah. And I love how Todogiras has to apparently has to pray a little bit or at least rub his hands together <laughs> before he can do his freeze breath. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. He turned him into a hobo sickle. There's a lot of sickling. <laughs> <laughs> in this uh yeah yeah so so we we have to talk about yes i just i just verbed that <laughs> we do have to talk a little bit about the subplot so there's this whole subplot of the boy whose father was the victim of one of uh todo Gira, whose ship went down and everybody thinks he's dead, but the boy believes he's still alive or well, the, the boy's mom is telling him don't give up hope. Uh, and uh-huh. that's actually a really emotional scene. It is. It is. And it's, it's, it's also very emotional when Hayato meets him later and he says, I hate the ocean. Why do you hate the ocean? The ocean took my father. Yeah. Which is that's a yeah that's an affecting scene. It's the first time we've had a common Kenny in a while that I felt like actually knows how to act. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, the fact that he's hating on the ocean and it, there's some cultural. I feel like there's some cultural weight to that because the ocean is a key part of Japanese culture. They're an island nation after all, and they a large part of their diet is fish. So a lot of their life and livelihood comes from the ocean but at the same time as a lot of ancient cultures have you know, told us in their literature the ocean the sea is this big unknowable thing almost why do you think that they always had monsters coming out of it is because this it's big and unknowable yeah you know it, it's it's like a god unto itself <laughs> it can give you life but it can also swallow you right and japan itself is not immune to tsunamis and things like that 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 cause a lot of destruction and loss of life uh, on the island so so yeah so there is this uh cultural thing of the sea is the source of yeah. livelihood and life mm-hmm. but also the source of destruction and death mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very dichotomous mm-hmm. that way, and uh, it's it's interesting how that plays out. It probably also plays. 
I'm probably reading into this a little bit, but you know, it's the English major in me coming out. How the the whole concept of yin and yang, mm-hmm. you know, the opposites that have to coexist, black and white, good and evil, all of those things. You know, the idea being that there's a little bit of each in everything, mm-hmm. and that's why you need balance. Yeah. Um, to bring in a little bit of levity, I like. <laughs> This is common writer after all. <laughs> I like that Taki is tracking Hayato because of course he has a tracking device implanted on on Hayato. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> Cuz he's he's an FBI agent. They have everything. They have magic uh, tranquilizer cures and <laughs> Yeah. It's just, I just love that he's like, uh, I've planted this uh, tracking device on Hayato's uh, motorcycle so I can always know where he's at. <laughs> it's like, yep, of course you did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you would th- the pro- the thing you have to ask yourself is, does Hayato know he has it? Or did he like slip it into his pocket? And he's like, you're going to get into trouble. So, <laughs> yeah. And how much you want to bet it's never going to show up again in this entire series. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll fall in that'll fall into the memory hole too. I'm telling you, we need to start like a tally now of like all the things that have fallen into the common writer memory hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's just a big hole in in the in the back room of the of the studio that just <laughs> It's a little pocket dimension with all of the discarded characters and plot points and right, exactly. Uh but you you oh what'd you think of the Shocker Goons new toys? Uh that's actually in one of my awards, but uh yeah, I do like them. I will just say that much. I do like them, and I do talk about it in one of the awards uh later on at the end of this episode. But yeah, they're really cool. Okay, okay. Yeah. We did have some nice scenery too for the fight scenes in this. Yeah, they did. It's Oceanside. Some some of it's on cliffs. I think like actual cliffs. Like they didn't green screen that. They that's location filmmaking people. Yeah, we've <laughs> talked about it before on this show that that the location scouting, especially after episode thirteen when they started getting into the Hayato uh, episodes, that the location scouting is just fantastic for this show because like there's always always excellent uh set pieces that they're filming in and locations that they're filming in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so so then taki and hayato and the the boy i forget the boy's name but the common kenny for this episode get trapped in a cave <laughs> and there's something from that that is in one of my awards <laughs> is it is it is it the 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 hug is it a hug? Is it the hug? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then we are saving it because I want to talk about that. So I will save it for when we get oh to the God. awards. I, that's in the awards, but yeah. But, but there you know, is a top well, sickle. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> like I said, there's a lot of sickling. Uh, ickling. I, ickling. That's right anyway you know another thing that this episode made abundantly clear to me that i'm surprised i didn't realize before abamoto has a great villain face (laughs) you're just now figuring that out i mean the guy is a villain in everything there was like a lot of close-ups of him this time and he's being all menacing and be like and i'm just like 
it's like you got you got it. You're 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 like Shang Tsung from yes <laughs> from Mortal Kombat. Your soul is mine. I mean that kind of like yes that, that perfect villain face the <laughs> the hamming up of the acting and the facial expressions and everything. I mean it's just it's so great. I love Doctor Shinigami. He, he is just he is one of my favorite villains from the entire Common Rider franchise. He's so good and. I said it, I think, in the last episode uh, that his mental powers kind of pay off a little bit. His hypnotic powers. Yep. Because. Yep. And we go, we get to go back. Go ahead. Yeah. And we get to go back to some of the crazy, weirdly artsy cinematography of the first 13 episodes with this, with Mm -hmm. because it's all kaleidoscopic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't sure what exactly was going on. So <laughs> when this was happening. So uh Hayato, a common writer, goes after the the kaijin of the week, and he says, Taki, you go after Dr. Shinigami. And so Taki is chasing after Sh- Dr. Shinigami. Again, he's an old man. He was in a wheelchair just a couple episodes ago, but now he's running. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Um <laughs> down the memory this, hole. There was some nice pacing in this I scene, I have to say. Some really nice buildup to what we got. Yeah. And I love that he he like throws his cape out and then just like a bunch of shocker goons jump out. It's almost like he <laughs> holds he, up the cape. and it, It's such a video game move. It's just like fl- uh, throw out the cape. Goons show up and then you have yeah. to fight the enemies before you can get to him. <laughs> yeah. And then when Taki finally gets to him, realize, uh, understand Dr. Shinigami supposed to be a really old man and Taki just lays into this guy, just punching him in the face, but it does not phase Dr. Death at all. And he turns and looks at Taki and then just this, the, like you said, the kaleidoscopic kind of filmmaking kind of just mm. camera work comes in and he yeah, just, they, like, uh, the lighting on his eyes darkens. Uh, huh. and he just, he, he uses his mental hypnotic powers to basically knock Taki out. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. He doesn't mind control. I was like, Oh good Lord, please don't do that again. No, he mesmerizes him and basically paralyzes him and then just gets the heck out of there. It was really cool. I was like, probably my favorite scene from these episodes was that moment. Cause I was like, that is, it, it was the payoff of him having the hypnotic powers that we established in previous episodes. It's him actually getting to get down and dirty with, you know, actually fighting the good guys and using his powers to escape. It was just like, yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I'm amazed he didn't just kill Taki after that, but I guess he was in a hurry. Yeah, I, I think he wanted to just escape. I mean, they've had plenty of opportunities to kill these characters, and they always leave them room to escape. So, <laughs> it's a you know convention of the day, you know. Yeah, it's what it's just what you do. It's just what you do. Uh, what other notes do you have on here? I I only have a few more personally. Uh, that's that's it for my notes. the awards. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll just bring up I'll just bring up one more, which was a line that I considered for the awards this week, but it did uh, it did not go to this one, which is from what was the thing's name? We got Toto Giras, Toto Giras, where he says, "I'll show you all how Common Rider dies." <laughs> <laughs> 
really good villain line. <laughs> yeah, which is, and then he tries to, and then he, okay, he freezes Kamara, he freezes Hayato on his motorcycle, and then they take him to the base, and then Dr. Shinigami, in his infinite of, of villainous wisdom, it's they're all like, well, we should just kill him now. We're like, no. We're going to thaw him out, make him go uh, start his heart again, make him revert to Hayato, and then we're going to kill him because that's what we do in Shocker. I'm like, dude. <laughs> and that's why you lose, Shocker. <laughs> and that is why. It's like it's like Yoda said, that is why you fail. Because <laughs> they start doing that and predictably, because no one thought, okay, make sure he unhenches. Nope, we're just going to thaw him out. And then Hayato just wakes up and starts punching people. And then he says, ha ha, this was part of my plan all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, Hayato, you almost get the WTH award just for that. Okay. Cause that is some, that, that is super villain levels of masterminding right there of planning. Right. You realize how many things had to fall into place to make sure that happened. But he's like, Nope, I'm going to let myself get frozen. So they take me to their base. Right, exactly. Like you don't need to get frozen to get taken to their base. Just look for the branding. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> what? And okay. I, I think with that, we can move on to our awards for this week. Yes, this is the part of the show where we give some fun little awards to some of the best features of the episodes that we, or film, that we have covered this week in Henshin Men. First up is the Henshin Kick for the best stunt or fight scene. So since you went first last week, Travis, I'll go first this week. Mine goes to the first episode that we cover today. It is the POV of Kamen Rider 2 kicking Bear Conger in the face, and it's the Bear Conger POV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, they're getting back to experimenting with the cinematography again, which I like. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I like that they are starting to experiment more with the cinematography again. And that's really cool. All right. What'd you have? So I'm going to give a heads up. All of my awards come from the same episode, um, which is the second episode that we covered this week. I didn't actually have any awards from the first episode. All of them came from the second. Oh, but my Henshin Kick Award goes to the Bow Staff fighting because, like you said, yes. I, I like the new weapons that the that the goons, the Shocker goons, have. They're just these long bow staffs, and when Hayato, when he's fighting in his civilian form, not even in common Rider form, and he gets one of the staffs away from the Shocker goon, and he does the twirl and spins and stuff with it, it's like. Yeah, that's actually really cool. I like it. It, it lends. It's the type of it fighting is. utensil that lends to a little bit of flourish, which works good on camera. Yes, and I, I mean, you know more about this than I do, but I hope that stays around. I hope the Shocker goons keep that because I think it's cool. Yeah, I. I and after I they've really been using remember. swords for a while, it's nice. Yeah, they kind of have like a rotation of weapons that they go through, so it just depends. Yeah, yeah. And then next up, we have Takatoku for the best special effect. I hinted that this 
it goes to a design feature of Toto Giras. I had to think for a second <laughs> about the guy, about the thing's name. And that is, there is a scene that looks straight out of a Halloween movie. And I don't mean like Halloween with the, 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 suddenly I can't remember his name. The Michael Myers. I don't mean that. I mean, just like a movie that takes place at Halloween. I can only describe it as jack-o'-lantern eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because Hodo Giras is coming to a ship and we just see his eyes glowing a bright orange in the uh, in the distance. And it looks like, like I said, like it, like they were carved into a pumpkin at Halloween. And it is wonderful. We've talked before about how Common Rider likes to lean into a horror aesthetic. Well, they succeeded at that this time around yeah i i I really like that scene too i was going back and forth on whether i wanted my award to be the the monster design in general or if i wanted that particular scene i think that particular scene really stood out to me because it is it is just a really awesome moment and a really awesome uh shot and the way it's done with the snow coming down and it's actually on the ship that gets, you know, that that ends up hitting an iceberg. So you have like this back and forth between Mm -hmm. the ship captain getting, you know, and, and how the ship is rocking and getting splashed with water and everything. And then you keep flipping back Mm -hmm. to these very atmospheric. Yeah. It's, it's so great. It's such a great moment. So I completely agree with you. And that's, that's my award as well. Ah, good choice. Good choice. And now we come to coming at you for the best line. Mine goes to Dr. Shinigami this week. Got another Dr. Shinigami line here. I, yeah. So yeah, it's from the second, it's from the second episode we covered. The, I already talked about the scene where they're like, we're going to thaw him and then kill him. Yeah, that worked out. But no, <laughs> I don't, part, uh, part of it, I'm just like, this is just so, this is just weird enough that I have to include it. <laughs> because out of context, it really doesn't make a lot of sense, which is even the great common writer is a helpless ice cube when frozen like this. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that <laughs> just, was a good line. Just the whole idea that he's calling common writer an ice cube just makes me sicker. <laughs> well, he says earlier in the episode too. This the the line almost made my my common at you award, but he he made a line where I you know I'm going to turn common writer. Uh, he's going to be turned into an icicle. So it's like you know even he's saying you know common writer is going to be an icicle. <laughs> uh, the writer sickle, writer sickle, writer sickle, writer sickle. Okay. How much you would uh, how how much you willing to bet that there are common writer popsicles somewhere in the world? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure in Japan there is <laughs> writer themed ice creams. I bet they're mint chocolate chip too. Mm. <laughs> to match mm. the colors. Maybe with a little bit of cherry thrown in for good measure. Yeah. <laughs> or a little bit of red bean, uh red bean paste, because I love using the red bean paste. Ah in a yes, lot of desserts. Yes, yes. Uh, are you listening, Toei? We know you're listening. If you yeah. haven't made that product yet, you should. Yeah. Also, Toei, because we know you're listening, release Common Rider W for the West <laughs> with official. <laughs> Not just the two episodes on YouTube. Yes, for official with official subtitles. Thank you very much. Okay, 
you can now go. Uh, anyway, uh, no, my Kamenacha award goes to Dr. Shinigami, and it's the line you keep referring to, which is <laughs> where Dr. Shinigami says, defrost him, restart his heart, return him to his Hayato Ichimonji form, and then send him to hell. <laughs> It's it's wonderfully it's wonderfully and campily I just made that up <laughs> glorious yeah. it's also his undoing it is such a hammy line but it's also like I'm again like you've been saying this whole time dude why <laughs> you've got him you've got him there just stab him <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you've got him frozen to rights at this point. <laughs> you've got him on ice, okay? <laughs> this is the perfect place without doing the Arnold ice puns. <laughs> ice to meet what you. What killed the common Rider? The Ice Age! <laughs> hey, common Rider, chill. Okay, and with that, let's move on to the favorite award for us, WTH, What the Henchen. For the craziest moment. Okay, we hinted at the KFC. Yes. I realize there are technically, there are technically zanier things in these episodes, because, but I... I was just so taken aback by this one, by this little thing, this seemingly little thing compared to everything else that I'm just like, what just the WTH <laughs> and the narrator explains all of this to us. Okay. We're in the cave. The kid and Taki have been frozen by Toto Giras. This is not a good situation. Obviously. Hayato has uh, has managed to avoid this. He is not henchened. He makes a campfire in the cave and then comes up with this brilliant idea. I will henshin, get really close to the campfire, and then I will hug them. And the heat that I absorbed from the campfire... Combined with the hug, will thaw them out, and this actually works. He saves Taki with a warm hug. Yes, the that's Taki, funny enough. The Takiyato <laughs> ship is still sailing. <laughs> <laughs> Takiyato sounds like uh, it sounds like a food, but. <laughs> You say that every time I bring it up. I know. I know. Because I have a memory hole, too. So <laughs> there's a memory hole on ancient men now, too. But here's the thing that gets to me more than just the warm hug. Did he have to be henchened? And did he have to use the, use the campfire? Does he have no body heat unto himself? Is this some sort of weird side effect of the cyberization? Does he 
no is he no longer warm well okay <laughs> to the I, touch but they're frozen <laughs> solid like they're not they're not just cold they are frozen as a block of ice so he has to have like actual more than just body heat to trust me trust me he if if it was just body heat to warm taki up hayato knows how to do that <laughs> <laughs> according to you well <laughs> he's uh, a little hot under the helmet <laughs> i was just thinking of my name's taki and i like warm hugs <laughs> which just it's means like the end of the santa claus three where they defeat jack frost by hugging him well i was thinking of frozen and it melts his frozen heart I, I was thinking of Frozen, which means uh, we should also tell yes. Dr. Shinigami, hey, Dr. Death, you should just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> you going to sing? Are you going to sing? <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Can't defeat uh, this Common Rider this way. <laughs> what did you have to top that? Okay. There is a scene. <laughs> There is a scene where the seal monster is going to demonstrate what he's going to do to Common Rider when he captures him. He takes a bunny rabbit, freezes the bunny rabbit into a solid block of ice, and then smashes it. <laughs> Fatality to Adiris wins. <laughs> what is it with it's a this total show? Sub Zero move. What is it with this show and like injuring or murdering bunny rabbits? <laughs> this show does seem to hate rabbits. This goes all the way back to the Hongo episodes. There was a rabbit that was murdered in the Hongo episodes. This is a thing that has been part of this show from the beginning. They do not like rabbits. <laughs> what did bunnies ever do to you, show? <laughs> they, they murdered this bunny in cold blood for no reason other than to show what Totogiras can do oh my goodness so yeah that just was the scene that made me go what why that was in the running because i'm just like wow that's a thing <laughs> Yeah, that just happened. <laughs> More bunny murder or attempted bunny, just bunny abuse, bunny just abuse, bunny abuse. There's so much bunny abuse in these episodes in the in this show in general. I mean, this just goes to show you <laughs> if you didn't know Shocker was evil, they kill fluffy bunnies. They kill, yeah. They How kill dare they? They kill fluffy bunny. You cannot trust a scientist at all with rabbits because it was it wasn't even Shocker that was doing things to rabbits before. And it back in the Hongo episode, it was just a scientist experimenting and they killed the bunny. They turned him into a skeleton, a plastic skeleton, but still a skeleton. And then <laughs> they then the the scientist in in last week's episode put the 
computer brain in the rabbit and then tossed it across <laughs> the room. Cyberlepus. It's just like if Cyberlepus does not become a kaijin of the week, I'm going to be very disappointed. That's how you redeem yourselves, shocker, in your own twisted evil way. You need to make a bunny kaijin. Bunny kaijin. <laughs> I oh, demand a bunny kaijin. Like Usagi Giras. <laughs> Usagi Yojimbo. <laughs> <laughs> that already exists and he's a hero <laughs> i know i know but <laughs> oh, i'm man. just saying i need a bunny kaijin you had musasabito give me a bunny <laughs> okay and i think that leads us into our minute to hinge it <laughs> This is the part of the show where we give our final thoughts in one minute or less. This week, I'll go first. So <laughs> say, I hope you're ready, Travis. I think I know what you're going to be talking about. But here we go. One minute or less. So snow, snow be gone. Do you feel snow be gone? I feel a little snow be gone. <laughs> I just, I need excuses to make all the snow and the ice puns, but these episodes were a little bit wacky, as you can tell, but I'm glad that we've had a change of pace now in a lot of ways, most of them small, but no more mind control, no more child soldiers, the shocker goons got new weapons, uh, the bunny abuse continued, but what do you, what did you expect? <laughs> we've got a cup. we've had a good run of kaijin of the week designs and monsters the plots are a little silly but you know this is shocker we're talking about here so i would say good status quo run of common rider at this point i got that in 55 all right awesome. ready travis yes all right on your mark get set go let it go, let it go, can't hold it back anymore. No, uh, these episodes, I completely agree with you. The, they were a lot of fun. Uh, there was a big change of pace in, you know, having uh, more snow and cold themes. I wonder if these episodes came out in the winter time uh, when they when they originally aired. And that might I did, been. February. Oh, okay. So, so that makes sense. Um, but yeah, the, the monster designs were cool. The, the, uh, plot lines were silly, but fun and campy and, and, and just a joy to watch. And yeah, we got away from the, the mind control. So I'm, I'm happy with these episodes. Oh, dang. A little like 42 seconds, which is even pr better. So well, let me, let me like use, let me use everything. Let me use my last few seconds to just, just briefly mention, I also I didn't because we didn't really go uh, into a lot of well I guess we did a little bit but but the fact that the common Kenny for that last episode had a sick mom a dad who disappeared on the ocean and then he gets gets chased by monsters and and shocker goons that that kid had it rough <laughs> he did he did but he he came out fine he got his dad back uh, we had a happy ending we had a happy ending that's that's what matters. 
And with that, we're going to say thank you for listening to The Henshin Men, a tokusatsu appreciation podcast. You can find links to all of our social media in the description of this episode. You can listen to more of me on the Kaiju Weekly podcast and listen to more of Nathan on the Monster Island Film Vault and the Power Trip podcast, which is a part of the Kaiju Ramen podcasting network along with Henshin Men and Kaiju Weekly. If you found some enjoyment from this podcast, consider giving us a five-star rating on iTunes, and we will read out your review if you leave a review, just like this one from Nasty in the Pasty, who wrote, Fun show. The hosts just have a fun time. Really enjoy listening. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, Nasty in the Pasty. And until next time, what are we going to say, Nathan? The best part of Hayato's costume are his henshin stripes. <laughs>